Ho, 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 podcast listeners. This is Eric Halloween. Uh, this is a free episode from our Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Uh, you can listen to all of our bonus and supplemental content over there. Uh, we do a bunch of crazy stuff. We do seasonal and themed months. We do movie requests. We do TV requests. We, uh, well, we do a lot of stuff over there. Just check it out already. Uh, it's $5 a month. And it is patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Thanks for listening and happy dang Christmas. It has begun. I, I can't focus unless the gun is on the table. Nothing is nominal, natural, or everything is game. I'm going to start a collection of puddings and coupons that can be redeemed for freaking fire miles. They made soup out of my research garden. See, this is the, the scene of the movie where you help me out. It was dumb. It was obvious. It was pointless. It was short. I loved it. Hello, <laughs> and thank you for listening to the supplemental material of Wes versus Paul versus Paul versus Predator. I am. Jeremy Predator, sitting here with the number one son, Chicago's number one son, Eric Predator. I I prefer not to be called Eric Predator. It's (laughs) not something that I would like to be known as. Um, Let's let's go with Eric Christmas for this... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh welcome this is a uh this is the bonus material where we get to kick out uh kick out our feet or i guess kick off our shoes and uh what do we do with our feet we put them up we're leaning back we're putting up our feet yeah that's what we're doing we got a nice fire going it's the holidays eric mm. how are you keeping christmas all year long in this very moment you know jeremy i'm having a great time I, you know i i i uh I took a walk today earlier. You know, I went. I walked down to a store to buy a bottle of wine, like right before, uh, right before we were we were recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was walking down the street, and I'm li- living by this busy street. And there's you know, there's the subway station, and there's shops. The, there was a shop blaring. Uh, uh, the snow's coming down. You know that song, <laughs> oh, yeah. the Gremlins, the I'm song from the beginning of Gremlins. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, they're blaring that song. It's like a lingerie store just blaring that <laughs> Christmas music. And, you know, I'm walking to this terrible convenience store and, and, and uh, buying a cheap bottle of wine. And the snow's coming down, Jeremy. There's snow now. Uh, it's cold as hell. I'm in it. I'm in I'm Very in Christmas cool. mode. And you know what? I, I reach a certain point every year with Christmas and I think it usually is around this time where there's like a week until Christmas where uh, I just feel like nothing can be bad for like a week. Like yeah. I feel like nothing bad. I feel like I shouldn't say this because this is uh, <laughs> <laughs> most definitely going to bite yeah. me in the ass. This but is I how feel a Christmas like special starts in most sitcoms where someone says nothing bad <laughs> could happen and then it's the worst Christmas of your life. There's this kind of like little gap in time where you think Christmas is just a day, but it's not just a day. It's mm. not just a day. Mm-mm. It's it's a state of mind. Yes. And Jeremy, I'm not snapping out of it. I'm I'm keeping it up. I'm gonna be Eric Christmas all year long. I love that for you. I mean, <laughs> uh, that's um, I think that's the message of this film. Is is 
how to uh, keep Christmas all all year long. And I think it's a beautiful message. I think this is a beautiful film. Is it snowing where you are though? Because I'm about to get real jealous. You know, it is. It is. Wow. Uh, it was coming down a little bit today. It's not wow. really like sticking to the ground, but it is. We got some flakes floating down from uh, above. I'm. I'm just so. I'm so jealous. I gotta say, I. I wish that I was having a having a snowy, frosty Christmas. Um, I wore a t-shirt to, to work today. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's sort of how it's going. Over in old sunny California, um, the you know climate change has really just uh, ruined even even what little cold we had here. Uh, yeah, but I will say that um, as far as maintaining a festive atmosphere, I we just bought our tree, Eric. So I got my tree, my Christmas tree, in the living room now, freshly decorated. Yeah. Uh, after this weekend, I'm going to be done with all of my podcast work that I had to do for 2020. It's all going to be done, oh, and yeah. uh, I'll have the next two weeks to just relax. Well, I think we'll still have to do another recording session. I hate to break it. Well, that's you, different but. though, because like <laughs> you know, full disclosure, Eric is so kind enough to edit all of our episodes. Um, for, for it's like the one show I'm a part of where I I don't do the editing and all the production work for. So, uh, and I, I write all your lines and you write all my dialogue. So I read off of this script right now. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, so this is a breezy, no big dealy one for me, but the other ones are, uh, are a lot more labor intensive. And I, and so it's been a nightmare. It's a nightmare every year, but I, I have to do four weeks worth of work in two weeks basically mm. to get prepared. Good and job. a lot of those episodes are Christmas specials that have to be like overproduced. Like, uh, yeah. So it's nice to kind of be out of the weeds with that stuff and be kind of, I mean, you know, by Sunday I'll be, uh, I'll be cruising. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jeremy, outside of the films we're watching for this podcast. Yes. Um, are there any Christmas movies that uh, either you are looking forward to watching this season, you have watched, or you just generally um, like to watch around Christmas time? So there's this, um, uh-huh. this film we're talking about today. This is a big one in our house. There's the Santa Claus. So we've covered two of my family's big ones. <laughs> um, and then there's all the, like the Franken-Bash specials so like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer frosty the snowman um uh i like uh what is it the other christmas carol with uh scrooge mcduck that one's good uh and then um what else christmas stuff i think i'm gonna check out some new christmas movies this year uh uh, people keep telling me jingle jangle is amazing so i'm gonna Mm. check that out that's the new like musical uh christmas film that's on netflix i i believe um and then, uh, yeah, just I'm going to rewatch Gremlins. That's another one I'm excited to do. And uh, might even do a little Die Hard. Might even do a little Elf. You know, I've been kind of inspired by that show. You know the show, the the movies that made us on Netflix? It's like a documentary uh, I've series. Heard, yeah, I've yeah. heard of it. Well, they were, they've were they got a they've got a, like a sub uh, series called The Christmas Movies That Made Us. And, and I've been watching a couple episodes of that. And it just like takes you through the making of a of a Christmas film and the, and elf is the very first episode. And I watched that one. It kind of made me want to watch elf again. I was like, yeah, this is seems good. <laughs> seems like it's a good movie. I don't remember it being that good, but yeah, it seems good here. So 
Yeah, it was funny with Elf where it like, because I, I remember it coming out and I remember being a Will Ferrell fan at the time. And yeah. I it was funny to like watch a movie like that just kind of become like a Christmas staple, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. Because a lot of them are like a little bit before my time. For me, you know, uh, the Home Alone movies, specifically Home Alone 1, although I do like to, um, I always look forward to uh, watching one of those two. So I haven't watched either of them yet. So um, I really have been jonesing to watch uh, Charlie Brown Christmas Special. Oh yeah, uh, which is not a movie, but um, I yeah. it, I got to throw that on at some point. Um, you know, uh, we I do always end up watching one at least one of the Santa Claus films. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. And we I kind of checked that box early this year. So will you be knows. watching more though? Uh, well, we'll see what's on. We'll see what's on TV. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, my family, I my my family's like big into Tim Allen. Like we can we can uh. like get into like a like we used to watch uh, Home Improvement all the time when I was younger, but. Uh, you know what comes to mind for me that I want to revisit, and I it kind of I looked this up, and it kind of blew me away, and I almost to a point where I think this is wrong. Is the first episode of Chris uh, uh, the Simpsons a Christmas special, a Christmas episode? Because I, I, I I'm you mean the very of, first one, right? Yeah, the Christmas episode where they get Santa's little helper for the first time. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it aired on the whatever it was show, the the what show was it? Tracy Ullman? Yeah, the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah. Um yeah, cuz I lo- I looked it up. The episode's called Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. <laughs> I used to have a VHS of uh this episode, and I don't remember if anything else was on it. Um yeah. but I would watch this all the time when I was a kid. Love it. It's probably so like low quality now if you watch it. Um, just like the way that Homer and Marge, like all the voices are and stuff are so different. Yeah. But I really, it's probably. like uh, the sound of a crackling fire to me. <laughs> when I hear that. I love it. I love that. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. I think that, um, yeah, it, it's probably fairly old, but. Um, I think there's also like you can do that one, and then you could like move on to like some of the other Christmas specials because I'm I'm sure they do it almost every season. So, what are we talking about this week, Jeremy? Well, we're talking about the Muppet Christmas Carol. It is a 1992 American musical fantasy comedy film directed by Brian Hansen, son of Jim Henson. Uh, this is also his directorial debut. Mm. This did a good uh, job. in my film, in my opinion, the film a Muppet the Muppet Christmas Carol is the best muppet film i'm probably a little biased because i'm i'm very nostalgic for this particular film but i remember after this movie came out seeing muppet treasure island and being very underwhelmed by that Hmm. um like i and i and i've seen like muppets take manhattan and even the late even the new muppet film that was so great um the first one that came out that had Jason Siegel in Jason it. Jason Siegel. Yep. Yeah. I love that, but I still think that this one is the best. And I think there are a few reasons for that that we'll get into as kind of we talk about it. But um but yeah, this movie had a budget of twelve million dollars, brought in twenty seven million, so that's pretty good. It features a um uh a tour de force <laughs> performance mm. by Sir Michael Caine. <laughs> uh Michael Caine is not in the same movie as these Muppets, for sure. He is acting in a different movie. Like uh yeah. in fact, he says 
before production began, Sir Michael Caine told producer and director Brian Hans- Brian Henson, I'm going to play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never <laughs> wink. I will never do anything Muppety. I'm going to play Scrooge as if it is an utterly dramatic role and there are no puppets around me. And Henson replied, yes, bang on. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the right call, dude. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, me too. Me too. I think I, I think it really fits. I think it really it really does. And you know what? That his his performance is the one thing because I have not seen this movie since I was like maybe a kid, mm-hmm. and uh, I really really enjoyed rewatching it. And his performance is something that I did not appreciate as much when I was a kid because I'm yeah. just like, oh, this is this old guy. But now I'm like, I loved it. I think he's I think he's so good in it. Yeah. Can picture anyone else. Oh, no, for sure not. I wouldn't want anyone else in there. And I think, like, it just really helps. Like, it helps when the actors around the Muppets take the Muppets seriously. Like, like you should never be funnier than the Muppets, you know? Like, you should always be playing voice of reason to the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's how, that's how, like, real people tend to work best in the Muppet world. But I also think that like he does, he actually delivers like he makes me cry every time he sings when love is gone. Like he, his, him, an old man singing when love is gone always is just, it's like, I can't do it. Um, Mm. uh, let's see. There's a, there's a really funny Kermit the frog. Um, uh, yes. Okay. In an interview, Kermit the Frog stated that the most important piece of acting advice ever given to him was by Sir Michael Caine on the set of this movie. His advice, never blink. <laughs> <laughs> so famously, as you know, Kermit the Frog doesn't blink because he's a frog sure. bump, muppet. Yeah. Uh, anyways. So the film is uh, dedicated to Jim Henson, obviously. I think that Jim Henson passed away kind of close to when this movie came out. He died in 1990. Yeah. So it would have definitely been like either at the beginning of production or during production of this film. Um, Frank Oz is obviously a big part of this. Who's uh, Yoda and a, you know, a director in his own right. Um, Frank Oz is the voice of like Miss Piggy and Fozzie Bear and whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah, I, 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 from what I can tell from my research, I feel like this film is like generally liked. You know, it's got a mm-hmm. pretty like banging Rotten Tomato score. Um, you know, I there's not a lot of uh, not not. I mean, there's a ton of like trivia about it, but I feel like that's not really what the Patreon uh, discussions are for. You know, we don't need to get yeah. into the nitty gritty. But I will I say, I would argue this. that you would be a Grinch to say that You're this right. movie is is not good. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You would be a bit of a Grinch, a bit of a Scrooge. Um, I will say that this movie features one of my absolute favorite jokes of all time. And it is the joke that I still have yet to be able to quite understand why it's so funny, like why I think it's so funny. <laughs> but it's uh, Gonzo and Rizzo. And at one point, <laughs> Gonzo and him are talking so close to each other's faces. And Gonzo says something. And there's a big pause, a lull in conversation. And for no reason, Rizzo just kisses Gonzo on the nose. <laughs> and it is such a funny visual gag. And I just don't, I don't even know really why I think it's so funny. But it's like, totally my sense of humor to a t it's like for no reason at all he just reaches out and kisses him on the nose like out of context <laughs> for yeah. anything um but what, what do you want to go through the plot 
Um, yeah, you know, I want to know first, Jeremy. Yeah. This is the this is the big question because we haven't covered Muppets before. This is the big question. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite Muppet? I guess uh, it's got to be Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear is a great choice. Fozzie Bear might be my number two. Fozzie Who's your Bear. number one? So my number one would have to be Rolf the dog. I Ralph love Ralph the dog. the dog. That's great. That's a great answer. Yeah, yeah, he's he is great. I feel like he's more featured in other Muppet stuff. Like he's not big in this movie, but he's he's bi- just yeah. one that like I the appearance of him is just enough for me to like crack up. Like I love uh, <laughs> also another kind of deeper cut uh, Muppet that I always think is super funny is Bobo the bear. Yes. Oh, the big huge bear. Yeah. 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 He's great. Yeah. yeah, I uh, yeah. I would have also taken Statler and Waldorf as being um, mm. as being very valid choices. I think they're they're probably like my, my close second. But what I think Fozzie Bear and Statler and Waldorf have have in common is they is they're constantly um, they're constantly trying to make you or each other laugh. Like they're always making yeah. just straight up jokes. And Fozzie's bit is that he's terrible at comedy, which is always a funny bit. <laughs> and then yeah. Statler and Waldorf's is that they're like roast comedians. And I think that that just really works. Um, uh, I'm glad neither, neither of us said Animal because uh, no shade to anyone who loves Animal. I think he's obviously a great Muppet. He is sort of a hacky choice for your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's everyone's favorite is Animal. Um, Kermit, it's also a really good character. Like I think Kermit, for being kind of a basic choice, is amazing. Like he's really funny. Um, so yeah, any other any other superfluous stuff you want to get through before we jump in? Um, you mentioned the uh, the the uh, what's it, uh, Jason Segel Muppet? Yeah, movie. There is a thing that I. Th- this won't be as funny as I as I explain it as what it is. But do you remember? There's a moment where they the Muppets sing, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" in that oh, movie. Oh yeah, uh huh. <laughs> and uh, you know the the line in that song, "A mosquito." Mm-hmm. Instead of uh, saying that line in the movie, they have Beaker say, me, 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 mo. <laughs> and it's one of the funny, I think about that like every once in a while. Yeah. Pretty much when I he- like whenever I hear Smells Like Teen Spirit now, I think of Beaker uh, <laughs> singing that line. <laughs> I would love to someday cover that Muppet, that m- movie also. Because I, I think it's probably my second yeah. favorite Muppet, Muppet thing. Because it, it's so oh, really? good. Yeah, I think it's so good. Um uh, yeah. Yeah. I like I like Muppets Take Manhattan a lot, but yeah, uh, we should I should give that one another shot. I, I just for some reason for whatever reason in my mind that doesn't stick out as one of my favorites, but I should probably give it another shot. You know, if you guys want us to do Muppet Month, let us yeah, know. Yeah, Muppet I think, Month. Yeah. I think the criteria is like if we get two tweets about something, we'll <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll probably all do it, it takes is two tweets, folks. That's all yeah. it takes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, carry on, Jeremy. All right. Well, on Christmas Eve in 19th century London, Charles Dickens, played by Gonzo, and his friend Rizzo, the rat, act as narrators throughout the film. Ebenezer Scrooge, a cold-hearted, bad-tempered, and selfish money lender, does not share the merriment of Christmas. Uh, Scrooge rejects his nephew Fred's invitation to Christmas dinner, dismisses two gentlemen played by Dr. Bunsen, Honeydew, and Beaker, collecting money for charity, and tosses a wreath at a carol-singing Bean Bunny. I had no idea that character's name was Bean Bunny, but I love it. (laughs) 
his loyal employee, Bob Cratchit, played by Kermit the Frog, and the other bookkeepers, who are all rats, <laughs> request <laughs> to have Christmas Day off since there will be no business for Scrooge on that day, to which he reluctantly agrees. Scrooge leaves for home while the bookkeepers celebrate Christmas. In his house, Scrooge encounters the shackled ghosts of his late business partners, Jacob and Robert Marley. Robert Marley obviously being a joke to Bob Marley, <laughs> played yes. by Statler and Waldorf, who warn him so, to uh, repent his wicked ways or he will be condemned to suffer in the afterlife like they were informing him that three spirits will visit him during the night. All right, let's discuss. <laughs> yeah, so we get, you know, we get into like it's it's crazy to see like Michael Caine, this like Michael Caine character just be like I mean, there's no other way to put it, just to be like a total Scrooge around yes. like all these like <laughs> silly little muppets <laughs> is very funny. Especially Bean Bunny, because that yeah. Bean Bunny is like the most frail, sweet-looking muppet they could have ever designed and he just like violently throws a uh, wreath at him which i think is sort of some of the jokes with the muppets is that like they're so cute yet they can meet violent ends at any point yes and there is uh you know i watch this movie a lot like w- young enough to where certain points of this movie like <laughs> kind of scared me mm-hmm. um and one of them was uh when uh scrooge is going back home and yeah. uh we see the doorknob trans uh uh sort of like transform into what's his name's face uh you know to jacob marley's oh yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah. Jacob Marley. yeah 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 that that must be in the actual Christmas Carol book because that I I've seen that is. trick done in a lot of the different versions where the doorknob itself becomes the face of the person like in in for example in the the Scrooge McDuck version uh, Jacob Marley is played by Goofy and when he first goes to open the door Goofy's face pops out it's it's so it must be in the book yes. and Josie Packard's uh, trans transforms into a doorknob or something and uh-huh yeah <laughs> i did i will what say i did try is, to oh. uh rent uh, a, a copy of of uh, of of uh the play the audio play for this because i wanted to listen to like the original what the original charles dickens story is couldn't get a hold of it hot commodity during christmas oh out. i bet yeah i also by the way you touched on something i just don't want to let breeze by us I would love it if if uh, the Twin Peaks universe and this universe were in the same universe, <laughs> <laughs> like just with like people being shoved ghosts into actual furniture and stuff. Um, Philip Jeffries just shows yeah. up in <laughs> oh, Michael Caine's house. I would love fire. a uh, Kermit the Frog and uh, Agent Cooper spinoff buddy show. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that this is a great. Uh, all the song, like the, the intro song to Scrooge, like the here goes Mister Humbug, there goes Mister Grinch. Like it's like mm. really, it's like a really good opening number. Like, do you like musicals, Eric? I don't think I've ever asked you this. You know what? I just haven't seen a lot of them. Yeah. I th- I'm finding that the when I see a musical, I really like it. Like, uh, you know, I like the Dolly Parton one we covered. Right. I like. Uh, I realize that this is a musical, and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reminded that I've seen a college production of Jesus Christ Superstar when oh, I was younger. Yeah, I, that's I, a good I, one. 
really enjoyed that. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I just haven't been exposed to enough of them. Yeah. What are, my, you, are you my, into them? I do like them. Um, again, though, I think I'm like you. I just haven't seen a ton of them. I've seen like shockingly a low amount of them. But, you know, I do love a good musical. Uh, I can't stand a bad musical. Like, I think that's, that's part of the issue is that like, I'm mm. more reluctant to try them because like... I've been burned by musicals I've found really boring in the past. Yeah. Um, I al- I've also seen Freak Dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think the Statler and Waldorf song is probably the best song in the movie. So I wanted to shout that song out as being like, we're Marley and Marley, avarice and greed. Like, there's so many great moments in that song. Um, there's so many great jokes. Like, and th- I, I want to point out that I think this might be the only time you see Statler and Waldorf, the characters in the Muppets universe, ever show remorse or regret. I think you might be right, yeah. And it's really kind of, to me, it's always really chilling when they say, there was that time we uh, sh- we shut down the entire orphanage. All these little kids standing on the cold with their frostbitten teddy bears. And they all go, ah, ha, 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 ho. Like, they're like, they're realizing in real time how awful they were. And like, so their jokes are playing is really creepy. Because they're like, they're like laughing out loud at, these monstrous things that they've done in their past. And I don't know like what gives with this production, but it's really effective <laughs> for me. <laughs> like, uh, I, yeah. I think they, to me, they're really effective characters, uh, as Jacob and Robert Marley. And I really, I think their song is great. And I, and I think, yeah, the whole doom Scrooge, you're doomed for all time. Like that, such a great, um, yeah, just so many great moments and the chains and the way that the animation looks like where they're like they're clearly Muppets, but also they're kind of translucent also. Yes. Yeah, yep. it's I just I, I don't know. I just I'm, I'm really mesmerized by this uh, scene. And uh, I also, of course, and this is this is definitely from the actual Christmas Carol, but the whole, uh, you know, you could be a, a spot of mustard, a bit of undigested cheese. There's more of gravy than of grave about you. Um, mm. and they just laugh at him. They go, Oh, what a wicked pun. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, so they're so clearly making fun of the Charles Dickens way of writing, <laughs> which is like yeah. t- cheeky and verbose and what, what, what not. But anyways, so at one o'clock screws is Scrooge is visited by the creepiest <laughs> ghost I've ever seen in my life. The childlike ghost of Christmas past. Uh, Eric, what do you think of this ghost? <laughs> Which I'm trying to picture. The uh, little girl. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I would say creepy is a, is a good. Uh, yeah. Good when you first see her, she looks okay. Like a little creepy. And then she reaches out her hand and you realize she has the tiny uh, baby doll hands. <laughs> uh it's it's so creepy and i just don't know why they didn't choose a regular muppet for this (laughs) yeah me too that's what i was confused about as well i'm like why what yeah it 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 just yeah it kind of doesn't make sense this was was another thing that kind of like freaked me out uh, same it it, 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 to see the doll hand it always freaks me out um Anyways, who so she takes him back to uh, to his childhood and early adult life with Dickens and Rizzo uh, hitching mm-hmm. a ride to um, 
Uh, I really took to this when I was a kid. I really like flight in movies when people are flying. Yeah. So this came out around the same time as the movie Hook, which is another one of my favorites, um, where people fly around. You know, uh, you would have really liked Top Gun. I well, so that's the thing. It's not in oh, planes, not airplane flight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, they visit his lonely ch- school days and then run his uh, and then his time as an employee under Fozzywig, Mr. Fezziwig, the original story played by Fozzie Bear, who owned a rubber chicken factory. Fozzywig and his mother throw a Christmas party where Scrooge meets a young woman named Belle with whom he falls in love. However, the ghosts show Scrooge how Belle left him after he chose money over her. A tearful Scrooge dismisses the ghost as he returns to the present. Um... At two o'clock, Scrooge meets the gigantic merry ghost of Christmas present who shows him my the favorite ch- one. Yes, he is by far, I think, um, the most charming, at least of the ghosts. Maybe he's the best character in the thing. I don't know. Probably. But yeah, he's, maybe. yeah, he's like, uh, I don't know. Rizzo's up there. He's so fun and funny. And I love that he, I love the way he charms Scrooge, even. Like, Scrooge tries to be mean to him, but then. Uh, the ghost of Christmas present is like too affable. He's like too nice and jolly and he wins. He kind of makes Scrooge laugh and stuff and it's cool. I also find his plight in life to be um, absolutely uh, terrifying. This whole, like he lives one day a year. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like you see him grow old in almost a David Cronenberg, like body horror way yeah. <laughs> as the, as his little part happens. But um this Scroo- movie, yeah. like Charles Dickens rocks. I've, I, you know, I, I read um, Great Expectations in high school, and I'm actually I'm listening to an audiobook of it right now because I really wanted to read some Dickens, even if I couldn't get my hands on A Christmas Story. And uh, I'm, uh, it, he's just so good. Like it, it, it's just like the moral lessons that you learn from like a Dickens novel. Right. It's just it's. It's just so, uh, uh, it seems so simple, but it's so hard to write something like this. Like, it's yeah. truly, I don't know. It, it And it's something that, like, pretty much everyone can kind of identify with. Like, as a kid, I watched this movie for, um, you know, the funny, like, Rizzo lines and, you know, the songs and stuff uh, and the humor of it. But, like, watching it as, uh, you know, probably 20 years since I've seen it, I was kind of like the the actual like uh uh the morals of the story were really like resonating with me uh, where I was like damn this that's, is like That's cool. So you would recommend I, I, it then? I would recommend what? I was asking you would recommend it then? Great expectations? I would, yeah. But talking about but yeah, a Christmas uh, Muppet Christmas Carol too, a Christmas story is like when I was watching a Muppet Christmas Carol, I was like uh uh you know, I'm I as an older person, I'm like, man, I'm really glad I never made like the choice to be like a Scrooge guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Man, cuz I don't know. It, it it and the whole like the ghosts of christmas past and present and future and stuff it's just so simple but it it's really effective and i really it's just great storytelling i love it yeah um 
Well, I uh, I totally agree, and uh, my girlfriend Jackie also really loves uh, uh, Dickens, and um, it's nothing. nothing I, I I I don't know. I feel like I've missed my boat on Dickens a little bit, but maybe I should revisit. Um, and no. uh, you know. I mean, I'm you know, it's not for it's not like four kids or anything. You could definitely go back and and Great Expectations. I would recommend is kind of a long one, but um, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. It's the only other one I've read, I guess, <laughs> but I'd recommend it. Yeah, I remember um I remember having to read one in high school. It was like uh The Tale of Two Cities, I think is the name of it. And uh I remember uh well, I didn't read it, I'll be honest. I uh did the Cliff Notes version of it and barely scraped by with a C. So <laughs> Anyways, uh, Scrooge and the ghost visit Fred's house, where Scrooge is made fun of for his stinginess and general ill will toward all. (laughs) Scrooge and the spirit then visit Bob Cratchit's house, learning his family, Mrs. Cratchit, is played by Miss Piggy, is content with their small dinner. Ugh, very heartbreaking. Scrooge also takes pity on Bob's ill son, Tiny Tim, played by Robin the Frog. I didn't know it was a character. I didn't know that 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 Muppet had a special name. Um, I love the Bob Cratchit family. I love um, Peter specifically, I think is a really funny character. He's yeah. like Bob's other son who doesn't get any attention because he's not Tiny Tim, the dying one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then, of course, the twins. They have twin uh, piggy daughters who are great. Uh, the ghost of Christmas present abruptly ages, commenting that Tiny Tim will likely not survive until next Christmas. Scrooge and the ghost go to a cemetery where the latter fades away. The ghost of Christmas yet to come then approaches Scrooge, appearing as a tall, silent, cloaked figure. While Dickens and Rizzo abandon the audience to avoid being frightened, the ghost takes Scrooge into the future. Dude, what gives with this, right? (laughs) It's, like, actually scary. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, telling you, dude, yeah. there's some like freaky moments in this movie. And like the the characters acknowledge it in a way that's unsettling to me. Like it doesn't make me feel better when they leave. It makes me feel worse. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it's a, it's an interesting like the film is structured I think in a really interesting way that helps it have a, enough interesting things in it to where it's not just a straight retelling of the of of a Christmas carol. Um But yeah, the design of the ghost of Christmas yet to come is inherently, uh, I think, just it's really unsettling. And I'll tell you, one of the contributors is if you I've studied the Muppet itself, like I've looked, I've I've paused the film enough and studied like what is going on with this Muppet? Like, how does it behave the way it does? (laughs) Uh, What's weird about it is that its proportions are way off. Its arms are the length of its body to the ground and its hands are bigger than its head, but its head's mouth also goes like way too far down. Um, It's just like an unsettling, like almost like a thing you'd see in the video game silent Hill. It's like really Hmm. like uh, it's grotesque in a way that I feel like is not. um, Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's really cool. I, I ultimately think it's in, it's in good service to the film, but um, it's so weird that they designed this Muppet. You know, I guess it it, what, it is something that might have jumped out of the Dark Crystal or Labyrinth, uh, you know, other Jim Henson productions, but um, it's just weird seeing it up next to like a Gonzo, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, so uh, Scrooge and the ghost witness a group of businessmen discussing the death of an unnamed colleague, saying they would only attend the funeral if lunch was provided. <laughs> In a den, Scrooge recognizes his charwoman, his laundress, and the local undertaker trading several stolen possessions of the deceased to a fence named Old Joe. The ghost then transports Scrooge to Bob's house, discovering Tiny Tim has died. Scrooge is escorted back to the cemetery where the ghost points out his own grave, revealing Scrooge as the man who died. Realizing this, Scrooge vows to change his ways. Um, kind of a cool cut when he's grabbing onto the, the ghost's cloak and then it becomes his own bed sheets. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, awakening to his bedroom on Christmas day, Scrooge decides to surprise Bob's family with a turkey dinner. He ventures out with Bean, Dickens, Rizzo, and the charity workers to spread happiness and joy around London. I also love uh, when Gonzo comes back from the whole debacle and he goes, and then Tiny Tim, who did not die. (laughs) (laughs) And just like that reading of that line has always just cracked me up. We do that in my family as like an inside joke. We'll always be like, oh, great. And then this, who did not die. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Yeah, so Scrooge goes to the Cratchit house at first putting on a stern demeanor before revealing he intends to raise Bob's salary and pay off his mortgage. Dickens narrates how Scrooge became the second father to Tiny Tim who escaped death. Scrooge, the Cratchits, and the neighborhood celebrates Christmas. It's so sweet to watch Scrooge, like, just realize, like, uh, Michael Michael Caine plays it really well, too, at, at this part of the film where, like, you're just seeing this guy who's just like such a grumpus. Yeah. Just learn like the vat like the value of being nice and right. like <laughs> thinking yeah. about other people. Like his reaction when he uh, is given that scarf is yeah. like so beautiful. It's just it's great. I love it. It's right. it's like I say, it's just such a like simple mm-hmm. like moral lesson that you get out of this film that uh I don't know. It's 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 pretty great. It's it's a great story, and I I I really love like a Muppet version of this story too. Like this more than anything. I'm like I can't think of another. I guess I don't know. I I would love to see like a Muppet like Lord of the Flies. Or <laughs> I'm trying to think of other like classic literature, but yeah, this is like uh, it's great. I it's like the it's a combination of like. A property that had been around for a long time with all these great characters that you can apply to just a classic story and it's Christmassy. It's 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 great. It, it, this was a fun pick. I'm glad you picked this one. Yeah, you know, it's I do think it's I think it is really good. And you know, you were kind of saying like I lo- you love a Muppet version of this story, and I I have to say I you know why I think that might be is because in other versions of the story everyone's a human. Which is fine, but I think like it's it's more effective to see these cute little puppets get treated badly and then suddenly treated yeah. well. Like the payoff there is almost more I don't know actionable than like like humans like come with their own set of like problems. Like when you were when we're when we're like watching that as an audience member, like we. Uh, we do want to see humans treated well, of course, you know, but we also sometimes don't always mind when they're treated badly. And, you know, sometimes maybe the payoff for A Christmas Carol in, in filmed versions of it 
isn't quite as like, you know, isn't quite as meaningful, but to see him turn around and like start to treat like the, like these poor helpless little Muppets that he towers over <laughs> like, well, it, 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 I guess it makes it feel to me a little bit more, um, I don't know. Like it, it, it makes a little bit more sense. Uh, the payoff, at least it, it pays off a lot better. Uh, I also just think that like it, this if Michael Caine wasn't in this, I just don't know if it would be as good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He really does. He, he's really great in it. Uh, that was like my biggest takeaway from this, this right. time <laughs> yeah. watching it is I was like, yeah, I guess I like, didn't really appreciate this when I was a kid that he's really like the contrast of just him as a grouch mm. really like, uh, just kind of like emphasizes like the humor and also just like yeah like what you were saying like when he's being mean to like these (laughs) silly little muppets totally Uh, totally so yeah anyway jeremy i guess next week we'll be doing um ghostbusters 2 (laughs) are we committing to that yeah so wait a minute let me get this straight it's the 17th now We've yeah, got, this comes uh, out. Uh, this comes, this out, comes out the twenty first. Yeah, so, so yeah, Christmas is on a Friday. Right. Like, like literally, the next time we record, which we got to figure that out off mic, probably. Yeah, it's not going to be Christmas. <laughs> Won't Eve, be Christmas Eve, sure. I hope. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll um, that we'll be covering uh, Ghostbusters uh, Part Two. Yeah, uh, so uh, excited about I, that. You know. I think you'll I think you'll like it, Jeremy. I'm I'm I was actually surprised that you said you'd never seen it before. I because I, I do think it's <laughs> I think it's pretty a pretty fun movie. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I guess you know. Hopefully, you'll be here in the uh, there will be blood episode for Christmas. <laughs> but uh, if not, because we didn't say it on that episode. Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your uh, patronage. Yes. It's been a fun, uh, uh, well, you know, it hasn't really been a fun year, but it's, you know, we, we, we covered some fun it. things. Yeah, we made them. We wa- I watched all of Twin Peaks this year. That's pretty fun. We did Mafia Month. We did. Yeah, uh, we did Mafia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, you know, we did all the films of David Lynch and Stanley Kubrick, which, man, I'm already like, I, I got to admit something to you, Eric. I've, I've already uh-huh. started going back to the Lynch well. Really? What'd you watch? Did you watch something? I I actually uh, grabbed Eraserhead, uh, yes, for Criterion and and Mulholland. So I was like, I, I kind of wow. want to go back and Blu-ray those up and kind of see some of those bonus features and and kind of get in get back into some of that. And I'm kind of got my eye on Barry Lyndon next is my next little uh, purchase. Oh, yeah. I, I I don't know why I'm usually get really burnt out, but um this these the shows I've been doing with you I felt like. I've almost felt like there's a podcast watch and then there's mm. like, maybe like I, I want to watch it again or it's, there's something right. weird about it where I'm like, I'm like, I kind of want to watch it again just to like, I don't know, watch it like just for fun or something. Um, yeah. I've been like sort of tinkering with the idea of watching twins, getting into twin peaks again. I was about to, um, yeah, I was thinking about fire walk with yet. me specifically as like going back to that and then trying to, and then watching maybe the, ret- the whole Ooh, return again. <laughs> that's a great idea for you. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, 
what else do we do? We we bailed on Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. but I think we'll go back to yeah. What, what we'll did we end up? We ended. We did season three, right? We did. And the thing is about Tales from the Crypt is like we have to do these theme months. Like when when yeah. October starts, like we gotta we gotta be done with whatever we were doing before that because October, November, December is like prime movie months where we gotta like we gotta watch i feel like in january we might go back to some tales just because it's like yeah why not i yeah my you know what i think you know to be uh, to be candid on 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 the patreon episode i love doing the tales from the crypt episodes i think for a while there we were just doing tales from the crypt episodes and i like to like sprinkle them in a little bit more i think i I agree because i think i feel like i just kind of got burnt out on tales from the crypt I agree but, with you. Yeah, I think maybe in Jeremy or maybe in Jeremy, maybe in January we will uh has anyone mistaken your name for the month of January before? <laughs> Not yet, no. Um okay. but I well, bet I bet uh, January Jones gets that all the time. <laughs> Jeremy Jones? Yes, I bet she gets called Jeremy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know, maybe maybe in January we'll uh we'll dip into uh, Tales from the Crypt again, who knows? Sure. But uh Jeremy I'm going to keep with the theme of my the way that I've been ending these Patreon episodes. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to wish our listeners a very Merry Christmas. Mm. 